Ah, okay. All right. All right, grab a handout. The way we're going to do this this morning is we're going to get into the Word a little bit. I'm going to try to teach quickly through some stuff, work through it in small groups. Then at the end, I want to hear from the small groups about what you came to, and then we'll kind of wrap up there at the end. But listen with the understanding that you're going to have to kind of work through this on your own in the small group. Okay, so actively listen, not passively. I'm going to go quickly. We're not going super deep on some of this, but hopefully in the end, we will know how to pick up our shield of faith when we're under attack. Okay, that's the last thing the devil wants. Thank you, brother. Okay, is for us to be equipped for the spiritual battles that we face in this battle that we call the Christian life. Okay, maybe you've lost some battles along the way. Maybe you got blindsided. Maybe you lost everything. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe there's some battles that didn't go your way. If that's the case, pay attention. This is the key to victory in spiritual battles that we're going to be covering this week. Okay, so so pay attention to this. Don't let this just go by. Scott. Oh, yeah. I do have it on my computer. Yeah, right in here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I thought that, that went out this morning, but... Okay. Because we're in a spiritual battle, we need spiritual armor. You guys know that. We've been covering that as part of the Onward Christian Soldier series. The enemy that we have is not flesh and blood. You can't just go take taekwondo and jujitsu and go out there and, 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 and win. Okay. We need to uh, get spiritually equipped because it's a spiritual battle. And frankly... We're outmanned. We, we can't just win under our own power. We have to learn how to access God's power. So we have to put his armor on. And it's like every good fantasy series out there. Once you find the magic armor, well, well then you're empowered to overcome the dragon, the forces of evil, the orcs, whatever. Uh, that's what we're going through now is how to, how to put that on. Okay, so... Just in terms of our passage for this morning, we're looking at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. I've got it up here for you. You can start off a little lazy this morning. I know it's early, but you're going to be having to flip pages this morning. So, so if you don't have a Bible, Gail can get you one, or you can grab one off the shelf. We're going to need our Bibles this morning. But this is our verse for this morning. It is Ephesians 6, 16, above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And then, Scott, I wonder if you also would be able to, to watch the monitor here and, and keep us on, um, on the PowerPoint here. Thank you. Okay. All right, you guys with me? We're stumbling as we get started here. Okay, let's talk about faith. Faith, so faith has been defined a million different ways 
over the years. Uh, but, but faith essentially is believing, okay? Faith is believing. Now, it's believing without seeing. And we're going we're gonna to work through this definition. Faith is believing without seeing. Can you guys get your head around that? I believe something even though I don't have complete understanding. Okay, I believe that this is down the road because the sign told me this is down the road. Okay, Christine and I just did a long bike trip. And there would be a sign that says, hey, in five miles, there's a water break. There, 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 you can get water in five miles. Okay, well, I didn't, I didn't see the water. I can't see five miles down the trail. But I believed it, and I acted on it. I had faith that that sign was accurate. Okay? Some things you are going to get challenged with in your spiritual lives where you do not understand. Yeah, that's because God wants you to exercise your faith. You don't see it. Are you going to believe and move forward anyway? So, so let's look at these verses. Hebrews 11, 1, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, and then Romans 8, 24 and 25. I've got these up here for you. Okay, so first of all, Hebrews 11, 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's not something that's already realized. It's something that you're hoping for. All right? It is the evidence of things that are not seen. See, see that? It's believing without seeing. Does that make sense? You don't see it. Do you see Christ returning at this moment? Can you see through the ceiling and you see through the clouds and you can see through the second heavens? You can see into the third heavens. Where Can you see what's... No. Do you believe Christ is going to return? That's faith. You have faith even though you, you don't see it. You believe it. Okay. Again, I'm going to move kind of quick so we can have our small group discussion. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Even though I don't see it, I believe it. I walk according to what I believe, not what I see. Faith is believing without seeing. And then finally, Romans 8, 24. For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. Okay. Once you see it, you don't hope. Now you know because you see it. Once Christ returns, we won't be hoping for his return anymore. It'll be too late to have faith in Christ's return at the point that he returns because it's already happened. Does that make sense? Clarence Larkin, he said, Israel's going to become a nation again. He wrote his book in 1918, right? Israel's going to become a nation again. Everybody laughed at him. Then <laughs> in 1948, Israel became a nation again. It's too late for me and you to say, I believe Israel will become a nation again, because it's already happened. That which we see, we're not hoping for anymore. We don't have to have faith in. So, so, so does that make sense to you, that definition of faith? Faith is believing without seeing. Okay. Now, let's, let's, the other thing I just want to say by way of introduction is, is faith is an activator. It activates the truth for us as believers. Okay, so I believe the Bible is true, says every single Christian ever, right? Now, the truth of God's word, however, 
is not activated in their life unless they actually have faith in what God's word says. Let me give you an example. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. Okay, so, so here's the picture. The gospel's preached. It's preached unto us who believe the gospel. It's preached unto them who don't believe the gospel. That's our context. You guys with me so far? But the word preached, is the word true? Is this God's word? Is it the Bible? Yes, everybody knows that. Okay, so we have the Bible, but it didn't do them any good because they didn't believe it. The, pre the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. The word of God is preached, and you can give intellectual assent to the truth of God's word. Okay, but until... Until I put my faith in God's word, that truth is not activated in my life. Okay, so faith is the activator. Okay? Faith is the activator. Does that make sense? You're here. God's word is here. The word preached mixed with your faith activates it in your life to where now... It's an effectual part of your life. Okay, so introduction over. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. All right, we're just going to work our way through this passage. Then we're going to have our small group time together. All right, above all. Let's start with above all. So all the armor we've talked about, all the armor we're going to consider, we're, we're, this verse starts with this. Hey, above all of it, this, so this, this has a place of importance in the armor of God. Faith, more than preparation, more than, than just truth, more than the helmet of salvation, faith is given a place of preeminence in the armor of God. Did you know that? Did you know that? Just curious that faith is more important than truth in terms of our spiritual warfare. I have no idea. Didn't know that. Faith is more important than, than the helmet of salvation. Faith is... Most people don't know that. Most people don't know that. Wouldn't you think? You would assume that. But... The truth, not mingled with our faith, doesn't actually do anything for the believer. The faith is the activator of the truth in your life and my life, and to the point in which you can believe and act on the truth, that is your faith. Can you believe without seeing? Can, that's what makes it powerful. That's what makes it protective for us. You would think that Christians don't have any problem at all trusting God according to his word. That's how you got saved. You heard the truth and you said, yes, I believe that. I want that. I'm willing to just, just step out in faith and pray and ask God to forgive me of my sins and to accept me as his child. Okay, that's how we got saved. But then you would think, knowing that God's word is true and that we are in a spiritual battle, that we wouldn't have any problem believing God's word. 
But we do, don't we? Faith of a mustard seed. Faith without works is dead. Yep. Yeah. So, so, why do we struggle to have faith when you know God's word is true? When you know your way is rotten anyway, it's just going to lead to a bad place. And God's like, hey, listen, I got the, I got the answer for you. And we don't even know. We don't even, okay, because the devil wants to keep us inactivated in terms of moving forward in our faith. The faith is what enables us. So let's move on here. So above all, faith has this important place of preeminence in the armor. And this is why, okay, and we'll move on. It says above all, we cover that taking. Again, I'm trying to move quickly so we can have small group time, but taking. So the, the shield of faith, for you to be able to take it up, it has to be available. It is available. Imagine a, a garrison of soldiers and they're all sitting around and all of a sudden here comes arrows, flaming arrows that the enemy shoots at them and the shields are right there and the soldiers just get up and run. Well, why, why wouldn't they just pick up the shield and then now the, the darts, the, the arrows can't get to them. These were the big shields, by the way. These aren't the little round shields. These are the big four foot by two and a half foot shields and they were all locked together. So here comes the arrows and we just get up, we lock our shields together and then they lock like this and it's an impenetrable wall, okay? So we have available to us when the fiery darts of the devil are at you and they will and they do, you have available to you a shield that you can simply take up and, and it protects you from those fiery darts. So listen, it's available, but the key is this, we have to take it up in times of trial because running away, you tried that, how'd that work? Okay, running away, it doesn't work. We just go to a new place, there is no, okay, the armor. I've got my loins girt about with truth, got my breastplate of righteousness, got my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, I've got my helmet of salvation, and now I've got my shield that I'm taking up, and I am protected everywhere, oh, except my backside. If I turn and run, when the attack comes, I'm wide open, I'm vulnerable. Listen, having done all, stand, stand, stand in faith, stand fast. Don't turn your back, don't leave. Don't run off to Atlanta with that new job offer. Okay, men who are going through the CLP, come make sure as you get through this process that, that you don't just take off and end up somewhere where there's not a Bible-believing, disciple-making church. Come back. Get, get, up, get a place to stay that's on the bus line. You can end up right there at 39th and Main and walk one block and get here and stay with us and join us. Don't run away. Okay. Because there is no protection. God wants us to stand. And so what we do, here comes the fiery darts. I know I can't stop them in and of myself. He gives me a shield I can just pick up during those times. And I just stay shield, and that shield is faith. And that's the key to victory. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. 
Oh, we got to turn there. I got, okay, here's where we got to get to work. Okay, turn to Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. If you don't have your Bibles, we'll get you one. Therefore, being justified by faith, okay, that's how we got saved, by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith, okay, shield of faith, we're talking about faith, into this grace wherein we stand. The goal is to stand. Once I can get plugged in, and once I can start getting discipled, and then once I'm through that, once I can disciple, need to stand. I need to keep doing that. I need to not fall away. Here comes the attacks. I need to have faith and just figure out how to keep moving forward. David Livingston said, I'll go anywhere as long as it's forward. There is no protection if I'm moving, if I turn my back. If I turn away, I'm, I'm vulnerable. I have to stand. I have to keep moving forward. That's the only direction in which I'm protected. Okay. First John chapter 5, verse 4. First John, that's back in the back, the letters of John, the epistles of John. First John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Even our faith. We can't overcome the world without it. We can't stand against the devil without it. <clears throat> so, above all, we covered that, taking up our shield of faith. Okay, now this might sound a little bit obvious. Sorry. Just how I, I'm thinking. Faith is a shield that defends us from our spiritual enemy. Okay, that should be obvious. But sometimes we don't live like that. So don't pray that you'll never have battles and trials. You are in the Lord's army. You, you are actually a kingdom agent behind enemy lines here for a purpose to seek and save the lost. That's why you're on this planet still, child of God. Why hasn't he just taken you home? He desperately just wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to, to have that presence. As, well, because we have a job to do. We have a mission to do. This world is our mission field, not a source of satisfaction for us. We're strangers and pilgrims here. We're not supposed to be comfortable here. What, we're on a battleship, not a cruise ship. That's what we talked about in new members class, right? By the way, if you haven't gone through new members class, you want to do that. That's one of the on-ramps here to get to know us better and, and, and figure, make sure you know what you're joining. <laughs> okay, Make sure you know what it is we're doing here. But one thing that Scott teaches in the new members class is we're not a cruise ship. We're, we're, we're a battleship. We're a rescue ship. We're on a mission. And, and, a, and a cruise ship looks a lot different than a battleship, doesn't it? If I go on a cruise, I want it to be comfortable because I paid money to do whatever you do on a cruise, to go play shuffleboard and eat at the buffet or whatever. 
and to go sit on my lawn chair. That's what I paid for. That's my expectation. When I show up, people better serve me or I won't give them a good Yelp review and a good tip because I'm on a cruise ship. Okay, we're not a cruise ship. Some churches, they try to make it kind of like a cruise ship so that a lot of people will come there. We're a rescue ship, okay? We're here to seek and save the lost. So on a rescue ship, when you see someone who needs saving, get to your stations! Woo, woo, woo! And we're like running, Dan and I are like running into each other, trying to get to our spot, and he steps on my toes on the way. You know what? I don't care. He's just trying to get to his station so we can save somebody. I don't care if he steps on my toes. The coffee's bad. There's nobody. I'm, we're doing our own cleaning. There's nonstop service, maintenance, making sure everything's up and ready. The training is intensive. I want you to die trying to rescue someone else. We have to, okay, we are a rescue ship, not a cruise ship. Okay, so, so uh, I don't remember how we got here to this part. Completely lost in my notes. Huh? Battles and trials. Okay, we need to be equipped for those things. We have this shield of faith that defends us from our spiritual enemy. Oh, here's where we were at. Because you have a spiritual enemy. Because as a member of a rescue ship, you're actually trying to steal people from the kingdom of darkness and the devil doesn't like it. And so you're under attack. So you need that faith. You need to be defended. So don't pray that you'll never have battles and trials because you're never going to be able to win someone to Christ, move forward in your faith until you have some battles. It's a battle to do the work that God gave us to do. So don't pray that I'll never have to go through a trial, that I'll never be tempted that I'll never have battles. No, let's just get equipped for the battle. So pray that you'll understand how to take up your shield of faith when the fiery darts come, because that's when you lose your mind. Fiery darts, ah, not okay, panic, chaos. No, 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 take up your shield of faith and stand. We have to figure out what that looks like for us, and hopefully in our small group time, we can work through that. Okay, lastly on this point in terms of the shield of faith, faith in God, Okay, faith in God is faith in God's words. Well, what, what do I mean by that? Well, turn to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. starting in verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you have never called upon the name of the Lord for salvation, we need to take care of that today. Don't leave here. Don't leave your small group without knowing for a fact that I have called upon the name of the Lord, that, that I am saved. Well, here's a question. How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And, and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher. I might turn that question just a little bit and say like, you know, I'll ask somebody, are you a person, are you a man or a woman of faith? Oh yes, I'm a man or a woman of faith. I said, okay, well then, then 
how do you have faith in God? And so, well, I just do. So, well, okay, so what do you believe? Oh, I believe in God. Okay, well, what does that mean? And it means to them, I believe in God. They cannot explain it. They cannot characterize it. They don't actually have book, chapter, verse. No, so, thank God. I, I thank God that they say, I believe in God. But when you say, what do you mean by that? There's a lot of people who would say, I believe in God, but they don't actually have the ability to describe what that means. Well, I was baptized. Okay. Well, I, I, go, I, went, I grew up going to church. Well, okay. The, the point I'm making is this, that faith in God is faith in God's word. Let's continue down through this passage. Okay, how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed your, our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so here's how it works. Somebody opens the Bible and just shares the gospel with somebody. At that point, there is now something to believe. There is a verse in the Bible to believe. So, you, so if I ask somebody, I say, do you, you know, are you a person of faith? And they say, yes, I am. And I say, well, what does that mean to you? And they say, well, I believe on John 3.16. Okay, that makes sense to me. I now know in what you have put your faith. That's different than someone who just says, well, I believe in God. Well, the devils believe in God. They know he exists. They have not put their faith in what God has said, though. Okay, so faith in God is actually faith in God's word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There's a lot of people who claim that we don't actually have the truth. We don't actually have a Bible. But don't worry. Scholars and seminaries all over the country are working to try to bring us to the point where we have a Bible. We're working on it, but we don't actually have truth. It was contained in the originals through the science of textual criticism. Scholars are working to, to come up with something that is maybe accurate and trustworthy. Well, I would ask that person, if you don't have the word of God, how can you have faith? So here at Midtown, we have a faith-based view of God's word. We do have God's word. I put my faith in what this book says, and I was saved. My faith in what this book says, and my marriage got straightened out. Praise the Lord. Then I put my faith in what this book says in terms of how I'm supposed to work, and I was protected and promoted in my career. As I just stopped doing things my way, and I just started looking at this and saying, I'm just going to simply put my faith in what God said. And then God's faithful to protect me. Does that make sense? That, that's what we want, is that as we just simply trust God according to his word, our faith, God responds with grace. God has an unlimited reservoir of grace, and our faith is like a giant pipe. It hooks up into that reservoir, and then God's grace comes through our faith into the different areas. 
apply in which we're applying that faith. Faith in God is faith in God's word. That's not to say I believe, but I really don't know what the Bible says. No, we have to do that. Okay, quench. We're going to quench the fiery darts of the enemy, okay? Above all, take the shield of, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts. And here's the only point I want to make on this one. All right, right by my kitchen, you can go out into the garage, and I've got a fire extinguisher hanging up right there around the corner in the garage, just a few steps from the stove. Why is that? In case there's a fire, I've got a fire extinguisher. Okay. I went on this bike ride with Christine. I didn't take my fire extinguisher. But I did take spare tires and an air pump. Okay, what's the point? Well, for fires, you need a fire extinguisher. For flat tires, you need spare tubes and a pump. Different things call for solutions. Different problems call for different solutions. You would not go into battle today in modern warfare with a sword and a bow and arrow. You would go in with whatever rifles and gear and tech they have. Now you so different armor, different problems require different solutions. And for the attacks that the devil sends to us, it's fiery darts quenched. Specific, okay, so the armor of God, the shield that we're talking about is very specific to the problem, specific to the attack. The attack is fiery darts. The solution is a shield which quenches them. It quenches the fire. Again, that sounds a little obvious, but I think sometimes we try to quench the fiery darts of the devil with things other than the shield of faith. I try to quench the, 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 un, the, the, the unwelcome thoughts in my mind with medication. Well, okay. I'm not saying you should stop all your meds. <laughs> I'm just saying I thought the shield of faith was, was the thing that quenches the fiery darts, right? I try to treat my different problems or diagnoses or situations that are really attacks of the devil, I try to treat them with something other than the shield of faith. That's like me taking a spare tire, inner tube, and an air pump to the, the flames on my stove. No, you have to have the right.